Father, um, this is just like the coolest day. I love this day, God. I love this day because we are, we are arm in arm crossing the finish line together. Um, but Lord, just like in our homework this week, will you remind us of those places that we tend to put your word on the shelf and forget about it? Um, God, this book is alive and active and, and, and it's intended to be lived, not just to be studied. Um, Lord, we want to not just do Bible study, we want to do Bible doing. And so will you show us the places that we need desperately to let your truth seep into our lives? So much we've learned from Paul's letters, God, will you just help us take it and apply it? Um, Father, I thank you for these women. They have no idea how much they fill us up um, and how much they bless us. Lord, um, on behalf of the team, I just I thank you for them. And, and for those who can't be here who might be listening online, Lord, will you just give them a, a nugget of truth to leave this study with and to be reminded of? And Father, um, above all, we thank you for your son who, who came to live and die and, and was buried and resurrected just for us, like for each of us. And, and I just pray that we never lose the tenderness or the, the hugeness of that. So thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, something I meant to do before, before I prayed. Um, if you are a small group leader, will you stand up? Please, let me rephrase. If you are a small group leader, stand up now. <laughs> if you are a sub, stand up now. And if you are on the welcome team, stand up now. I will wait. Stand up, welcome team. Put that coffee down, Kathy Arnold. <laughs> Guys, you need to love on these girls and thank them for what they do. Um, I, get, I get choked up, and I get choked up not just because they become my friends, and, and it's so fun to do ministry and life with friends, right? But because I watch how much they love you, things that you don't know that they're doing, things that you don't know that they're praying, it is humbling that God lets me get shoulder to shoulder with these girls. So if you see them wandering around cleaning up things and doing things and holding doors and praying and all the things that, that oftentimes are not appreciated, will you just give them a hug and tell them you love them and thank them? Because it's, it's a thing. It, it's, it's time and they love you. So I'm done. Okay. I forgot to do that earlier and how could I forget? Um, Titus Philemon. We, we, we effectively closed it up last week, didn't we? I mean, I feel, like, I feel like there's not a lot that I can say about these letters to close it up. But I will tell you this. I never can enter this day without feeling like God wants us to take something and go. And, and for me, our team, they laugh at me because... I, I think they think I cry wolf, cry wolf because half the time I'm like, guys, I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say nothing. They just look at me and roll their eyes. But like Lauren can attest to this literally last night. I didn't know what I was going to say. And it's so funny how sometimes God just does that to me because it's like he, he, he reminds me that I am not equipped and that, that, that I can't do it on my own and that I have to let him do it. Well, right before we started our study, I knew kind of what I was going to say, but he brought this verse to me. And it's in the book of Ezekiel. You know, everyone's favorite, Ezekiel. Who loves Ezekiel? Yeah, no, I don't even know, guys. Ezekiel. If you don't know the story, here's what I want you to understand about it. It's, 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 there's a lot of things going on. But, but in the book of Ezekiel, he essentially, um, we have this prophet, and he's, he's, they walk into this, this boneyard, okay? So just imagine this, this um, imagine West Texas, not that there's bones there, but you know how it's all dry, and there's like, there's sand everywhere, and there's like dust storms and stuff, and, and it's, just, it's just dirty and dingy, and then all of a sudden, there's just like this boneyard, and there's all these bones and there's no tissue on them and they're not alive and the hearts aren't beating and, and, 
And God essentially says, I am so big, I am so God that I can take these bones and I can bring them to life. And that's what he does. And so for this week, I thought, man, um, that's essentially where we are when we don't let the Lord breathe life into us, right? I have a picture, um, it'll, it'll maybe make sense, it may not, um, of, of some dead stuff, okay? So there's some dead stuff. A friend of mine, I have a story to tell you, a friend of mine is a florist, and um, she said a few months ago, she was challenged to do this project where she went out and foraged dead items, okay? So she went, and it's really funny, I'll put the Instagram link like in an email or on Facebook or something, but it was so funny because she said, I was challenged to take something dead and dried and, 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 and yucky and make it beautiful. And so what she did, she has their Instagram story, has her driving around, um, and she's like, oh, there's a tire shop. Oh, there's dead branches. Of, oh, there's bushes that are dead. I'm going to go clip some things. And so she's like driving around town looking for dead stuff, okay? It's everywhere, dead stuff. And so she starts collecting it and putting it in a pile. And like you can see, she's even gone to like some florists and stuff and said, can I take what you're throwing away? And she takes it all and she lays it out on the table. And then she said, I have to now look at this, this useless, hopeless, dried, meaningless pile of nothing and make it into something beautiful. And so when I started looking at the pile of dead stuff, I'm thinking, and I, have, I used to work at a florist. Like, I remember, like, as soon as the rose is overbloomed, as soon as the outside of it turns brown, we trash it, which was always so, like, wasteful, I thought. But it had a little bit of life left, but we just trash it because nobody wants old, dried, gross stuff. They want the new, beautiful, green, blooming stuff, right? Well, she takes this pile of things, and I'm thinking, immediately when I saw that, I thought, that's me. I don't, I don't know if you feel that way, but like, I feel like oftentimes I listen less to what Jesus thinks of me and I listen more to what the world thinks of me. And I listen less to what Jesus says about me and I listen more to what I see in the mirror or I listen less to what the word of God says about who I am in Christ and I think about who I am in my own flesh. And I am a dead, dried up pile of, of useless, discarded trash. And I believe it. And then, even then, sometimes I try to gather up all these parts of me, these broken pieces of me, these dried up pieces that seem useless, and I try to assemble them in something, and then I try to, you know, I don't know, fix my hair and put on some cute shoes and try to, try to present this as something that's, that's lovely and meaningful. And, and I felt, as I was looking at this pile, I thought, you know, there's only one person who can make that beautiful. And that's our Lord. And so I, I, it may be a stretch as a metaphor, but for me, it's something I needed. I needed to be reminded that there are dried bones in a boneyard and that only God can take these broken, dead things that we are. And I, I, I will say this. I, I accepted Jesus as my Savior when I was 15 years old. And, and I hope that every person in this room has had that personal relationship that has begun with Jesus. But I will tell you, even when you do, there are times when you believe that that's who you are. And so as I followed Bethany's little journey, she, she then posted, after she posted days of foraging and getting all this dead stuff, she then posted what the result of it was. And I wanted to show you what she came up with. That bouquet, and I think we have a close-up of it too, Christine. She was able to take these dead things. And then later she went to a florist and said, give me the blown out roses. Give me the ones that are going in the trash. And everything she took was discarded, and she made that. 
And I just thought, Lord, that's what you do. Like, you, you, you do that. And I thought, you know what's so cool about this is that there's such contrast in the dead versus the beautiful coming alive, blooming, right? And that's what he does with us too. He takes these dead, broken pieces that we think are no good and he uses them and infuses them with the beauty that he puts in our lives. And so I, I don't know, I mean, I know this has nothing to do with these letters, but as I was reading through all the notes that I took and all the things I thought, Lord, what do you want us to walk out with? And the word that kept coming to me was transformation because that's what we've seen, right? In Philemon, we saw these transformation of character and community and relationships. And then in Titus, we saw the beauty of the transformation of the church. And so I ask you today, will you let him transform you from a pile of, I mean, you're all pretty, don't get me wrong, you look real good today. You brought in food, everything's good, but I don't know what's going on underneath, and I don't know what's going on when you look in the mirror, and I don't know what's going on when you're listening to the world. But I hope that you will listen to our Lord who says, I take the dried, broken, dead, lifeless, and I bring it to life. And so that's all I wanted to say. I wanted you to look at that awesome picture, and I want to read a couple scriptures over you, and then I'm going to close in prayer, and I'm going to share a couple of guidelines, and then really, we're going to turn the mics over to you and let you take this opportunity to say, this is what God did in my life over the last 11 weeks, because what you need to understand is this, and I say it every time, that there may be someone sitting in here today who has been here for 11 weeks or maybe two, and she needs to hear a word from you today. So will you just trust that instinct and trust the Holy Spirit if you feel a moving to say something? And just know that sometimes your words are not for you. Sometimes they're for somebody else. Just take these scripture, listen to them, and I want you to think about your life. And think about the pile of dead foraged goods that made a beautiful bouquet, okay? Romans 12, 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Ezekiel 36, 26. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit, and I will put it within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Ezekiel 37, 5 and 6, the Lord will bring dead bones to life. Jeremiah 32, 38 through 40, and they shall be my people and I will be their God. I will give them one heart and one way that they may fear me forever for their own good and the good of their children after them, I will make them an everlasting covenant. That I will not turn away from doing good to them. And I will put the fear of me in their hearts that they may not turn from me. Paul's words. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Ephesians 4.22 Anybody remember that one? 4.22-24 through That... In reference to your former manner of life, you lay that aside. That's your old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Titus 3, 5. 
He saved us, not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Listen, you are not dry and brittle and discarded and trash. You aren't. And if you're listening to that lie, it is lies, man. We have a God that loves us so much that he wants to make us and take us and take the broken parts and not pretend like they didn't happen, but use them in the beauty of what he wants to create. And so will you do that? Will you walk out of here and say, I I just went through, you know, 11 weeks of this Bible study with these letters with weird names and stuff, and I want to be different. I want to be beautiful in the eyes of the Lord and in the eyes of the world, and I want to impact and influence and make a difference. And so I encourage you today to say yes to him. And if you don't know him as your savior, I mean, you know stuff now because you've opened the Bible or you've looked on your app and you've read some things and you've chatted about things. But if you don't have this thing with him where you're like, I don't really know if I do. Well, then let me, let me ask you today to spend the time today to pray to him and ask him, Lord, I need you because I believe the lies too often. And so will you please come into my life? I am sinful and I am wrecked and I need you. I'm going to pray and then I'm going to share some guidelines and we're going to talk. Okay, so pray with me. Heavenly Father, um, thank you for Paul's words. Thank you for the life transformed that is Paul the Apostle. I, the letters are cool, but the letters coming from the mouthpiece of one who was once a murderer and then became this beautiful life, boldly and gently lived for you, is inspiring. I want to be that. God, may we all walk out and be Paul. Father, I don't know the hearts, I don't know the relationships, and I really don't know a lot of the stories in this room or listening online, but God, you know everyone, and there are things that you are doing in ways that you are moving, and so we just ask you, we ask you to be real, and we ask you to show us the places where we need to let you infuse every part of our lives. Thank you that you take um, broken things and you make them beautiful. Thank you that you use the things in our lives that we wish didn't happen, but instead you use them as contrast for how beautiful life is with you. And so, Lord, if there's nobody in this room, I mean, if there's anybody in this room, Lord, that doesn't know you, I pray that that right now in this moment that they can pray and ask you, Lord, save me. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you that you love us enough to come to this earth and do this life in this broken, terrible place, but then to set it all right when we did not deserve it. And Father, I thank you that I've gotten to make all these new friends and and that you love me so much that you give me these people. And so, Father, I pray that we all can see each other in that way. Um, Lord, show us the places you want us to go live out our faith. We don't want to put it on a shelf. And I thank you so much for this time. Thank you for this place. In Jesus' name, amen.